When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back out to smart. Fakes the pass all the time. Three. It's William Strange. Bobs it up for Robert Williams. Should he go? Taylor Brown. Tatum. Durant, the long reach. Tatum, crossover, pull-up jumper. It's Hello and welcome everybody back to another episode of the Celtics Reddit Podcast. I'm your host, Celtics Jay, and I am joined as I frequently am by Mr. Wayne Spoonie himself. We're catching up with y'all at the halftime of the game right now against the Pacers. Spoons, what are you seeing so far? Um, well, first of all, Jay, it's good to be back for my... No, no, no small talk. Let's get right into it. This is halftime, baby. What are you doing? Right. Like, come Nobody on, people know who anyway, we are. Right? Uh, so... <laughs> I am seeing a yet another incredibly frustrating game against the Central Division team. Like, what is it with these motherfuckers in the Central United <laughs> States? Like, dude, Halliburton's just like, what is he, five for five from three? MVP, yeah. apparently. <laughs> and they're not easy threes either. And Tatum can't throw it in the ocean. I think he's hit one three. He's had like two rattle out. And I think if you switch two of those, this is a much different looking game, but I don't know. We've looked a little sloppy. We look a little bit out of it. Frankly, we look like we're kind of hoping we can go through the motions and just beat a bad team on our home court. And we might be able you know, to. <laughs> and, and I kind of wonder, especially after after the news with Robin, and we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more focused on Robin in a couple minutes here. But I wonder if some of the guys aren't kind of thinking to themselves, listen, we want to win, but we also need to make sure we don't get hurt. Cause, cause I do think they've got some like special energy going right now and it can get real, real dicey real quick. If even one other person goes down, you know, especially if it's someone that's, that's a key contributor to the starting lineup, a couple of things that, that stood out for me. I mean, even with the struggles that we're having, we're carrying leads and I yeah. do like that. It, um, you know, we went into the second quarter with a nine point lead and I really like that. We went into half with a lead. We were withstanding some of the runs that are coming spoons. Does this team look like they're playing differently besides the obvious absence sure. of Rob? Like what are you seeing as far as, you know, we've seen two different lineups. We've seen Grant in the starting lineup. We've now seen Tyson, the starting lineup. We're seeing them even just play on the, the court a little differently. Like the defense looks different. Now the offense is looking a little different. What are you seeing? So I think, and I'll get into this a little bit uh, when we talk a little bit more about Rob and what we can expect going forward. But I'm not super shocked to see Tice in the starting lineup over Grant. Not Like I said, we'll get to that a l- little bit later. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I've noticed, and Scal called it out tonight, and I think it was very obvious in the Heat game, 
we aren't switching pick and rolls anymore. And I don't know if that's a Rob isn't out there related change or a look, you go into the playoffs, you cannot play one style of defense. You can win a round like that, maybe two. You cannot win a championship playing one style of defense. That's what always got the Bucks is they only played defense one way. They played Brooke Lopez, drop coverage against the pick and roll, and eventually they'd run into a team where their ball handler could just pull up, hit a three, and they'd be, they'd they'd lose, right? Like Kemba used to roast the Bucks when he was feeling good because Brooke would drop, he'd step into a three, and he'd have 35 points, right? So Last year, all through the season, they learned how to switch. They learned how to play defense without Brooke and are already elite when they play the way they play with Brooke. Uh, lo and behold, they win a championship. So I wonder if this is just kind of unfortunate timing of Rob's injury that Yudoka's trying to roll this out, right? We've got seven or six or five games left. We're pretty locked in to at least the top six seed. I think we are locked into a top six seed now. I wonder if he's like, look, we can't switch everything against every lineup in the playoffs, right? You switch everything against Kevin Durant, he will kill you. You're begging him to pick whoever he wants to match up against. You need to be able to play drop. You need to be able to trap. You need to be able to do different stuff at a high level in the playoffs. So I think it might be partially that. And also, Rob is really fucking good at switching. <laughs> you know, I mean, that defense does seem to benefit a great deal from the yeah. fact that Rob can just do some special things. Indeed, that he can. And like many, you can design ways. a defense around a little bit because he brings that unique dynamic to exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. But it, I, I think I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, and, and that makes sense to me. I feel like there's a logic to that that line of reasoning. In that, you know, we've got a couple of weeks here going into the playoffs. Because one of the things that you have to go and wondering is what are other teams going to try to exploit? And and again, I think we're, we're going to unpack that in, in the next piece a little bit. Just closing out thoughts on this first half before we dive into um, you know the, the rest of what we got for this episode and then go and enjoy the second half ourselves here. Um, early turnovers in this yeah. game, but it did seem to settle down. Like we're kind of noting, the defense just doesn't quite look the same. It doesn't have the same resonance that it had over the last couple months um but that being said again i do like the fact that they're still withstanding the runs from the other teams we're not looking as elite for sure but we're also not looking nearly as bad as we did before that run which is kind of comforting for me because i was worried we're just gonna bottom back out yeah and we haven't done that no not at all i mean i think partially like tatum pritchard and grant had terrible shooting games against the Heat, right? And we gave Miami everything they could handle in that game. And frankly, of course, we got a Reddit comment. User dusting off says, I knew we were losing the instant I heard we were honoring a Celtic legend, which is like, yeah, every time we honor a Celtic legend, we lose. So we should have saw that coming. But really, <laughs> they each make one of their many, many missed threes. And we win that game. And we didn't play that well. Right. So if we're hanging with a great team like Miami, I think to your point, Jay, this still is it the insane, like acid trip Celtics of three They're weeks ago. They're not going to humiliate the league anymore. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Scal, by the way. Yeah, right. It's, since he said that, too. No, but they're still a really, really good team and they could definitely win a first round series, even in the absence of Rob. So I'm not super worried. But yeah, I think there's like 
well, like a withdrawals of watching a team be that locked in for two months. It's like you went on a bender and all of a sudden you're like, oh, man. Like, I mean, We're not winning by 20. We're, we must be a lottery right, team now. Exactly. We must be terrible. We're not beating the heat by 15. You don't win by 20. You lose by 20. There's there's no in between here. Right. right. So let's talk a little bit about you know these changes that we're noticing. And, of course, everyone's anxieties and, and worries going into the playoffs. Because the question is, are we going to have Rob? And if so, for at what point and for, you know, and to what extent, I suppose. Because ultimately, this knee stuff is the scariest stuff as far as, at least in my opinion, especially for guys that are so dynamic, oh, yeah. in part because of their elite athleticism. What I've liked is Rob's been able to tone it down a little bit and have more discipline this season. But nonetheless, he still needs all of that lateral quickness, especially that knee-jerk twitch movement that he utilizes uh, to make up space and to get into the air so quickly. Um, So hopefully this new med team that we got is everything that Al's been recently building it up to be. Um, You know, our medical team took some hits in years past. It's been completely overhauled. Sounds like Al's pretty happy with it. Early signs are showing or at least sounding like optimism for Rob's case. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, we are hearing that 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 timetable could be a little bit quicker than initially thought of. Let me just kind of go right to you here. Um, Do you think that, you know, this is completely devastating and we've lost all hope of competing at the highest level or is there still some light here at the end of the tunnel? So I think um, there's a user 2K ball is life had a post. And I think this kind of uh, mirrors what I think. Rob is the difference against playoff caliber teams as we saw tonight. This is after the Heat game. Long story short, Rob is the reason we were beating good teams by 15-20. We are good without Rob, but special with him. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, yep. 2K Shout ball out. is what life. The 2K ball is life. Which I vehemently disagree with. That game is so fresh. True. I'm so yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, living in a world of microtransactions. Enjoy that, man. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're making way more than me. Maybe 2K5 or something. But regardless. Yeah, like Making those 2K bucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> It's like Rob is... Without Rob, we're like a good 45-46 win team that will like, you don't want to see him in the playoffs. With Rob, it's like, are we watching the best team at basketball right now? And I think that's just a fundamental difference. And to your point on the knee thing, Jay, and Rob, like what makes Rob himself so special is that explosive athleticism. And if he loses even like 10% of that and becomes just like a very good athlete, it kind of concerns me about his long-term future anyway, but all indications are that's not going to happen. Right. So I'm trying to sleep good at night, but you know how it is, man. (laughs) Yeah. And what I also like is that Brad Stevens comments that have come out recently have really focused and been fixated on the decisions that are getting made are not getting made with anything to do with what happens on the basketball court, but, but solely to do with what's in the best interest of, of Rob's health. And I think ultimately that also does, lead to the best possible outcomes on the court. I mean, whether you get him back sooner, um, it doesn't matter if you get him back sooner and he just ends up getting hurt again more severely and now he's got a chronic issue for the rest of his life. And not only then, but now you're really impacting this dude's life off the court, right? And and we've already seen really the devastating impact that it can have on players. And so I like that the mentality and the approach right now is is player-centric, is focused on his well-being, you know. And, you know, 
I guess, admittedly, what's Brad going to do? Come out and say, listen, we're getting back we out of the court as soon as possible, regardless <laughs> of how it compromised. So like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I admit, and I'm willing to, you know, sort of, eat the the humility on that one um but you're right earth shattering take but i think yeah like that's the obvious thing to say but it's also true right and i think that's good to hear because there's certainly been times dudes have been rushed back onto the court or played too much in an all-star game by a rival head coach and all of a sudden he's never the same player again i mean that shit happens man and i don't think i have zero concern the celtics will do that to rob williams so it's just a matter of if that knee holds up. So let me ask you this, Spoons. With Rob's absence and until he does make his return to the court, is this more about and and in thinking within the context of of wanting to compete at the highest level, is this more about Grant Williams stepping up or is this more about Daniel Tice filling in? So I think it's more Tice filling in. Because Tice is kind of like a poor man's Rob. They have similar skill sets. He's a decent pick and roll threat. He can switch a little bit. He can protect the rim a little bit. Obviously, Rob is much better at all of those things than Tice. And that's why he's like borderline all-star value on the court. And Tice is like, eh, kind of a decent player. But it's a lot easier to put a guy with a similar skill set and play the exact same way you've been playing than it is and go to Grant, who is just a fundamentally different player. He's a good player. He's got a skill set we need, especially off the bench with his shooting and his switchability, but he just makes you play a different way um, because if you've probably noticed, but Tice is in that Rob role where he's like guarding the power forward and helping. You can't do that. We didn't have Grant Williams fly out of the corner <laughs> trying to block shots. Like I'd like right. to see it for fun, but then you're asking Horford to do that. And, you right. know, he's 35 years old. It's just not really his game anymore. So I, I think it's really more like uh, Tice just needs to be like 70, 75% of Rob. And I think he can be. I think he has been, really. I've got no concerns with how Tice has been playing. I've liked the way he's looked so far tonight. I mean, I thought he did a real nice job in the first half. I like his aggressiveness on the boards. I'm seeing the verticality. Like, you know who he's reminding me of? You know, I, I like... I like the idea of um, kind of considering him as sort of the uh, the discount Rob Williams, uh, but he, he's also kind of like giving me those shades of of Baines a little bit. And, yeah. and shout out and prayers to to Baines. You know, um, you know that that if anyone's unfamiliar, that man has had a real a real shit go of it. And so anyone that's got uh, you know any any goodness in them, please send some good health and and positive energy vibes out to out to Baines because the Celtics community still loves that guy. All of of Australia, <laughs> all all of Boston fandom loves all of Australia. I'll tell you right now. Um, but I've been seeing that kind of dynamic from him, where he's not super flashy, but he's he's just doing all the the steady work that needs to happen to keep things from getting derailed or or off track. Exactly. You know, he's he's just playing the role real solid, real steady, and that's all you that's all you want. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a little note here from a Reddit user, Shaftvan twelve. His post is on Derek White and Daniel Tice, and he's noticed that when they're on the court together, their connection reminds me of Smart and Williams of t- in terms of offense and how they, well they run the pick and roll together. And I mean, they do. They operate a very smooth pick and roll. And you know what else is smooth, Jay? <laughs> My balls. You know why? Because we have wow. a sponsor, and that sponsor wow. is... Manscaped. Support for the Celtics Reddit podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. 
We are happy to introduce them as our first sponsor. They're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Jay and I both have ours. I have used mine multiple times. My wife has used it on me as well. <laughs> Too much information, I apologize. But join over 4 million men. That's, that's a different podcast, man. <laughs> join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. We have an exclusive offer for you, our listener, who we love, and we hope you use it. It's 20% off, free worldwide shipping with the code CRPOD at manscaped.com. And if my math's correct, that's 8 million balls. Jay, how are you liking the Manscaped? Man, I got to tell you, uh, I don't know what's smoother right now. Uh, my my nether regions or you handling that promo <laughs> bit right there. Like, I don't know which is. But I'll tell you, I remember being a younger version of Celtics Jay. And 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 first, you know, venturing out into that that dangerous and terrifying world of dating, right? And you know, you you've realized you've gotta you've gotta be up to par, right? Like you've gotta keep things the, the way you, you want to keep your your place the same way you'd want your partner's place to be kept, right? Like you want some equity there. Yeah, sure. I remember the first, but there's no tutorials on this. No one really talks to you about any of this. And the, you don't know you need like any special considerations. This is first time I ever went at this, I'm telling you right now, it looked like a carry movie. It was, a, it, was a, it was a disaster and it was everywhere. I didn't know what was happening. And so the fact that there's some like, you know, focused products specifically designed to, to help keep that business secure I, I think I th- that's an important thing. And I think it's an important discussion to have with young men everywhere. Young men and women, for that matter. Because, right. again, this, this type of hygiene is not unique to any particular gender here. Like, we're, this, is, this is boundaryless. Uh, I'm especially, what I really like about it, too, is I've gone through so many tremors in the past that just are, like, these flimsy plastic, Cheapos, you know, man. ridiculous that's not nonsense. the case. These are, like, And I travel. Spaceships. I'm on the road all the time. I can't be having that kind of mess. Yeah, I know. And so the fact that this is just like a, a well-made, like, you know, you can feel it. Like, it just feels like it's well put together. It's got the right kind of heft to it. Um, and I also dig the fact that it's waterproof and I don't have to, like, you know, try to hover above the freaking toilet every time Been I'm there. trying to, like, t- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a delicate. I'm not as coordinated and well-balanced as it was as a younger, as a younger Jay. <laughs> that's right. And so we've got the performance package 4.0. Like I said, we both already used it. I love it. It's worked wonderful. That comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant that works, trust me, the Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a, tra- a sweet little like leather travel bag that is super nice. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code CRPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code. That's right. We have an advertiser. C-R-P-O-D. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Woo-woo. Lovely. Well done. It's it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well done to you, Jay. That was a beautiful story. <laughs> I'm now picturing your mangled balls. <laughs> Please no. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, back to Derek White and Daniel Tyson of the pick and roll together. I agree. I think uh, there's lineup data. They're doing really well together when they're out there. Well, they're doing well in certain lineups together. Makes sense. White's good pick and roll player. 
twice, Tice rather, pretty solid as a pick and roll role man. So I like that. I love that we have those guys off the bench when Rob's back, but it's nice to have a dude that can give you those sorts of things that Rob Williams brings to the team, even if it's a slightly worse version. And just for any of those that are watching on on YouTube, uh, do appreciate and enjoy the the capillaries opening up in my face <laughs> as I've just shared a very intimate story in in support of our our, our sponsor here. Uh, we're we're very excited, uh, but many more to enjoy. come. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. Uh, that's how you know it's genuine. When when the host's face turns red from sharing the personal story, you know he's being real about it. So I'm, right. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. So I want to ask you, Spoons, what lineups have looked good without Rob and and which lineups are you worried about having targeted in the playoffs? Okay, so there's one disaster lineup without Rob that doesn't feature Dennis Schroeder. Every single bad lineup had Dennis Schroeder. Like, and there's like 10 of them. This is all at least 25 minutes played. But the good, uh, and I'll get to what that lineup is. The good lineups are actually super diverse. There's a lot of them. Um, so Pritchard, Derek White, Tatum, Grant, Horford, plus 41 in 34 minutes. Killing people. Lots of shooting around Derek White. That's a nice lineup. Defensively versatile. Makes sense. Uh, the double point guard, Smart White. Tatum, you'll notice Tatum is in every single one of these lineups. Imagine that. <laughs> That's going to be a thing. Yeah, Smart, White, Tatum, Grant Horford again. Great lineup, plus 18.5. Derek White, Jalen, the Jays, Grant Horford again, plus 14.2. And then the first one with Tice on it, but it's got 36 minutes played, so pretty solid. Uh, Pritchard, Derek White, Tatum, Grant Williams, Daniel Tice, plus 10. So, okay. And that's, you know, 200 ish minutes, give or take, 150 minutes without Rob. And that is like beating the shit out of teams' good lineups, you know, plus 18, plus 14, plus 10. That's like best team in the league level basketball. So, so. So we clearly have to make adjustments. For I sure. mean, you don't lose a guy like Rob and and not have to make adjustments. But this is kind of nice because because what you're sharing is is helping me feel a little bit more at ease. Because on on one hand, when this all first went down, anytime there's ever been a, an injury to a starter on the Celtics, I immediately assume we're going back to the early to mid '90s, and I just need to find a new way right. to deal yeah. with that yeah. sadness. But it does seem like. Ime has maybe kind of low key developed a style with this team that's not so dependent on particular lineups. Um, it, like it just seems like based on what you're saying, there's just a little bit more of a cushion, almost, almost like a depth, I don't know the man. exact. Yeah, that's what it just gives is. us a little yeah, yeah, a little slack there. The weird thing is the basically worst non Schroeder lineup is the starting lineup against the Heat where you basically put Grant Williams in for Rob. That's minus 14.1 in 60 minutes, which is not, you know, and it's appeared in over a dozen games. I mean, that lineup has played together and it absolutely does not work. So I would not be surprised if, which is weird. You think it would, but mm -hmm. it just doesn't. And Grant and Al kill people together in every other lineup. So it 60 mm -hmm. minutes is still a pretty small sample size, but I mean, 
it's been bad, bad, bad. So run that, run that, that lineup at me again. Yeah, it's uh, last game starting lineup. So basically, you take Grant Grant Williams and, and just, just put him right in, put him in for Rob with the starters. Yeah, and so I and I that's one of the things that we noted earlier, and I, and I like the looks of this with Tyson there because, like you said earlier, he just seems to match more what you're losing exactly. with Rob. So it's like you don't have the same impact, but you at least have the same play style like you would note it. And so that also lends itself to optimism thinking when we do get into the playoffs and we do go back into our more structured or definitive defense, we can still have that, you know, dynamic, that component. It won't be as potent, but still effective, hopefully. Yeah. And a few numbers just to let you know how ridiculous Rob Williams is. Listen, Spoons, that's what you listen. (laughs) Spoons brings the numbers. That's right. Spoonful of numbers. Bring them at me. So with Rob, anytime Rob plays, when he's on the court, we outscore teams by 13 points by 100 possessions. Anytime, the second he subs off, that number drops to plus 4.6. So he's, we're like eight and a half points better per 100 with Rob on the court. Tatum alone, his net rating when Rob is off drops by in half a little over half from 18 to seven and Jalen Brown's drops from 17 to four. So Rob has a serious impact on this. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Rob. He's been amazing. He has a massive impact on both sides of the ball, but we can survive and that's all we need to yeah. do. That's all. And, and that's all we want to have to do. Yeah, right? Right, exactly. And and I think what that also seems to subtly give some light to and it, this came up in a in a podcast with Jason Tatum recently he was on a podcast with with um the guy that's not Marcus Smart Draymond Green um <laughs> because Marcus Smart's better uh he was and they were talking about and giving flowers to Rob for his passing his playmaking yeah. and i you know i thought it was funny because Draymond made a ridiculous comment saying no one talks about Rob's passing and for me, I'm just like, wow, Draymond, you know, tell me you're a casual without telling me <laughs> right, you're a casual. Because exactly. <laughs> I know we've been talking about Rob as a playmaker and a passer since the moment he showed up because it's the first thing this guy does anytime the ball touches his hands. Right, yeah, immediately. Because he makes a pass. He's he's just, he's blessed with this instinct. It's incredible. And I think the numbers you're you're giving out seem to support that as well because his impact is felt by every single player that benefits from from his playmaking at any given point. Exactly. He may not get the assist, but he probably gets the pass that leads to the pass that leads to the assist. I mean, he gets yep. that ball popping around, man, and it's that's one thing Tice cannot duplicate. And you know, right. we miss it on offense. You can tell. You can tell. Mm-hmm. So, uh real quick, let's look ahead of the playoffs. It's it's kind of looking like it's going to be Toronto. It's kind of like are you seeing another another potential outcome i think the i think toronto or the bulls and actually user tatum is god 1022 which is a username i can get behind had a poll <laughs> where he said where who would you rather face in the first round the raptors or the bulls and actually the sub voted pretty heavily in favor of the bulls like 190 to 130 so what what are your thoughts, Jay? Who would you rather see? Because I would love to beat those fucking Raptors, dude. I would so, love to kill them. And this is where I find I'm just a little. I don't know if it's. I don't know if that I'm necessarily like uniquely different because I think you and I might be similar, at least in this particular instance, where I don't want the easier opponent ever 
Like, oh, I, I want do. whatever's going to lead to the most competitive series. Like if we're, cause ultimately you're either, and I get, it, you know, schedule can impact your ability to actually get to that point and you luck has to break your way or this and that. I get that all, but I like what Ime said at one point, which is the moment you start trying to play for, for positioning and all that, like you've already lost, right? Sure. Like whoever shows up at the door, I just want them to pummel them. Now, if we're looking at matchups and just considering those dynamics and which teams might present more problems, Toronto is a bigger problem matchup wise. And here's why, because Vooch, all right. Vooch for Chicago, exploitable because he's just he's it's just true. not mobile enough. It's true. He's just You're not right. mobile enough. You're right. And he's such a critical part of their offense and their rebounding that if he can't stay on the floor for any particular reasons, whether it's just keeping up on offense or getting fouled out, whatever, that really that starts taking away a big part of their whole game plan. Toronto have perfect players to match up with us. Like right now they're playing Siakam at center. Like that's yep. a that's a problem. Like if we've got Rob, we can manage it. Oh yeah, right? we would and if you've got Embiid with Rob. And if and if you've got Embiid, like that's a problem for Toronto, right? Because right? right. he's not he's not gonna have a fun time against Embiid, no different than any other player for that matter. So I feel like the Toronto matchup is gonna be a bloodbath. That is going to be a slugfest. It's probably going to go seven and it'd go probably like a heavy six, even with Rob. Cause I think that team gets slept on. I think they got players that really have an edge about them, even those young guys. And you just can't sleep on, on, on that coat. You can't sleep on nurse, man. You can't sleep on I mean, that. He's such dude. a dick, but he, you can't. He's, he's a great coach. But you know, <laughs> like, he, he, you either but you either be good or be good at it right shout out little wing (laughs) (laughs) dude uh so i actually we're gonna take like the complete opposite approaches here i kind of want toronto because i don't think they can score in the playoffs we almost beat them with our entire bench playing (laughs) And they were fully healthy, all their starters. Like, I just do not think they'd be able to score at all. They're difficult to score against, but I just think it'd be an ugly, nasty five, six game series that we win pretty easily. I don't think anyone will ever say they prefer a matchup against Nick Nurt. Like, he's just one of those guys where it's like, I think he could go in there with an AAU team. And and be a problem. He couldn't like, he's handle just Aaron Neesmith. <laughs> no one can that's handle right. Aaron <laughs> Wait till next year. It's going to happen. Uh, but that's going to be that's they should just stitch that on the back of his jersey. Yeah, I, I think not having Lonzo on the Bulls and I know Lonzo is a pain in the ass, but he's a good player, man. He's yeah. a switchable defender. He can knock down open shots. He moves the ball. So not having Lonzo for the Bulls, they probably are the easier matchup, especially with that. And you're spot on, dude. Vooch is not a playoff player. That's why I never wanted to trade for him. I never wanted Sabonis either because you just put them in pick and rolls a hundred times a game in the playoffs and they cannot defend it. Barbecue chicken. Exactly. Like Tatum and Rob going at like Sabonis in the playoffs would have been, I mean, just sad to watch really, right? Feasty. Yeah. So I, I, it probably is the Bulls are the easier matchup, but man, I just want to beat the Raptors so bad. Oh, and that, I hate them. Right. <laughs> right. Like, and, and, and isn't and that enough? Fun. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that enough? It's, yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> so 
Uh, let's close out real sure. quick. Uh, a quick tweet came out with regards to salary cap projections looking ahead. As far as I'm concerned, all of that is basically a different language. The so spoons. <laughs> what, what is that tweet telling me, and 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 how should I feel about it? So it's the cap is going to be a few million more than we anticipated, and why that's important is because the Celtics clearly do not want to pay a lot of luxury tax. And we are effectively at the luxury tax line right now. So I think they're willing to go into it. It's just a matter of how much willing they're going to it. So because it's going to be more than we thought, we actually have like an extra $3 million of cushion that we didn't think. So that would allow us to stay within our owner's budget of whatever it is, $15 million over the luxury tax, $10 million, and just get a guy on a bigger contract. So it probably steps up the caliber of player we can get by a little bit. There's just more options, right? Like maybe Terrence, Mm -hmm. not that I want Terrence Ross, really. You convinced me that was a bad idea, but uh, just he's got a, he's got like a $12 million contract. Maybe if our budget was nine, 9 million over prior to this, we couldn't acquire him. Now we can because of the cap jump. So it's not a huge deal, but when you're literally like, $500,000 under the tax line, or I think we might even be less than that right now. Every penny matters. Um, So that's really what that news is. It's good news for us, but also it benefits everybody. So it's not like some amazing advantage we get either. Also, the mid-level goes up in the same proportion. So, I mean, it's not some crazy groundbreaking thing, but it might help. It'll probably help. The, real quick, and this just might be a noob kind of question, and and if I get ripped for like just not having this kind of awareness, that's fine. But my assumption would have been that over the last two years, the league would have suffered financially and would not be able to necessarily raise or increase the salary cap. So like, and and they've kind of communicated as much, right? So I think they were much more afraid of COVID than it ended up being bad. I don't know. So how it's all fucked up. So basically <laughs> here's how they do. I think we could drop the mic. Yeah. On that. <laughs> uh, real quick. They just make these numbers up and then take the actual revenue and like disperse it as a percentage. So like the guy's salaries are percentages of the cap. They're not the actual number. So it, um, this is all a fiction. It's not the real dollars. So that's why they're like, fuck it. Let's spend ooh. $3 million more. Like, who cares? You know, it's yeah. like federal debt or something. Spoons. We all just make Do it up. Do you realize what you just did? <laughs> you, just, you just pulled the curtain out. We're all meeting the Wizard of Oz <laughs> right now. Right, like, yeah. You're going to have people knocking on your door, man. You can't be doing all that. You're taking the wool. Yeah, Adam right, Silver. Listen, Spoons, we're going to come back in a second. But right. before we, we get back to the pot, I just wanted to touch base because, like, I've been I've been – thinking a little bit lately and and you remember i i've been talking to the doctor about all that why man shit listen i I know it's not worth it but dude the guy tells me to follow the fucking buzz what does that even mean oh he's it gets signed by the hornets right afterwards dude it's a conspiracy theory man it's not worth it listen i don't know it's just then all this shit with rob i'm just saying it's a little this dude was that this him? Dude just sent me a message right now, dude. This dude just sent me a message Come right on, now. Come on, man. It's not worth it, dude. Listen, I'm, he's making I'm shit call, up. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him after this. 
Don't do it, Jay. Out. We got to get back on, to the Jay. show. I'm going to call right, him after this. We're right. going to... We're gonna get You're back crazy, to the show, man. <laughs> On that, I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna close this off there so that we can both get back to the game and see how this one closes yeah. out. I want to thank everybody for taking some time and, and and spending some time here having some Celtics talk with us here on the Celtics Reddit Pod. Please keep a lookout for more oncoming content, especially from yours truly here, Mister Spoons. When can they expect your next episode? Uh, so I think I'm gonna record early next week. Uh, vacation through kind of a wrench in my plans here a little bit. But but next one should be coming out. I'm also writing something on Pritchard right now that I hope I will get out shortly, but we'll see. Writing's really hard, man. <laughs> Spoons is going to get his PP out there for everybody to <laughs> Wait till you see the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and of course, uh, also next week, be on the lookout for the pod from the other side of the, uh, the, the, the great blue there, the, the down under, if you will. And uh, again, just getting ourselves ready and geared up for these playoffs. Hope everyone is doing well. Look forward to the next chance we get to spend with you. Till then, peace.